Welcome to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. And you know, it's been a while since we we record we recorded an episode, but here we are with um training camp which started last week and you know there's a big news report that came out last night saying that there's potentially there's a deal that was gonna happen between the Eagles and the Texans for the Deshaun Watson. Everybody on Eagles Twitter was you know, they were freaking out about it. They didn't know if it was true or not. But turns out that report has been, it's not true. Most of the people from from PF Pro Football Focus and all these others, these insiders have said it is it is not true. So, yeah, it's like we have no clue what the Eagles are going to do. Like, if they're going to trade for Deshaun Watson or are they just going to let Hurts be the starting quarterback and... You know, there's been so much, throughout the summer, there's been so much, like, stories coming out saying the Eagles are really, they're they're intrigued by Deshaun Watson and they're monitoring his situation. So it's kind of, are they going to end up trading for him or not? That's where, like, everything, what everything comes down to. Um, Sure, and it's, it's so tough to suss out what's real and what's not. Um, but for me... It, at a certain point, you know, there's so much smoke, there's got to be some sort of fire. And I think a lot of people are, you know, waiting for the Adam Schefter drop or, you know, or, or someone like Chris Mortensen or someone like, you know, the main, um, one of the main reporters to, to really confirm anything. And by the time that happens, you know, it's pretty much going to be a done deal in, in my opinion. So I think you're seeing a lot of the same things happen that happen with wins. You're getting a lot of the, you know, these small, smaller people, you know, not big name reporters saying all this different stuff. And then, you know, people want to believe it or they don't want to believe it in for me, you know, I feel like there's, you can believe, but you also, you need to, you know, take it with a grain of salt because I mean, the Deshaun Watson situation is an incredibly unpredictable one. And I don't, I don't think the Eagles know anything more than what the Texans know. Um, So to me, if they're trying to trade for him, if they do in fact make that trade, there's still going to be a certain amount of risk involved because I mean, if, if there was nothing to be concerned about, I don't, I don't know if the Texans trade them, you know, and who knows, who knows if Watson would have already been traded without these allegations that's been surrounding him. Because I mean, we obviously, before this all even happened, he was wanting out of, of Houston. So um, it, it's just such a strange situation. Um, and it's strange that the Eagles are, are this involved in the, in the, you know, in contact with them and, I mean, they obviously have to have some sort of some sort of interest in Watson because these guys want to just be making this stuff up. I mean, you know, we can people can can tell, you know, who is this guy? I don't know this reporter. I've never recognized him, so I'm not going to listen to him. People can say that all day long. But I mean, these are these are credential reporters. These are people that are putting their reputation on the line and they're not just going to fabricate things. Um, And for, for it to be coming from so many different people. And for it to be going on for so long, um, it, it just seems to me it's pretty obvious that there is there is something there. Um, for me, I, I go back and forth on it, man. I mean, Deshaun Watson is, I mean, he is without a question top 10 in this league, if not top eight. And he's got a potential to be, you know, one of those top, very top end quarterbacks up there with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, his talent is straight up undeniable. I mean, 33 touchdowns, seven picks last year in an offense that wasn't that explosive, wasn't that, you know, amazing. Um, obviously DeAndre Hopkins is, is, is a, a massive, massive help, but, um, even, even without, you know, DeAndre, I feel like, I feel like Deshaun would still be able to make a lot of the same plays he makes. Um, 
So for me, it just goes back to what are you, what are you comfortable with as a fan? Are you comfortable with someone who has these allegations of sexual assault or, or sexual predatory behavior? Are you okay with those allegations surrounding a player that's on your team? And for me, I'm not going to stop being an Eagles fan simply because they trade for Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's, that's, that would not stop me from being an Eagles fan. I mean, we have seen some really horrible people, you know, as a person wear the Eagles uniform. Michael, what Michael Vick did was abhorrent. I mean, what he did, I I just don't understand how you can scale it. I mean, you, you can't really say, you know, his sexual predatory behavior was any worse or better than Michael Vick, you know, and what he did with, with you know, his animal cruelty or, you know, anything like I, I, I was texting you about Joe Mixon and, you know, like no one seems to care about the fact he knocked a woman out cold in a bar for, for almost no reason. And for me, it's just like NFL players, a lot of the times they're not good human beings. They, they just aren't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for whatever reason, people want to, they want their players to be choir boys, but they also want them to be outstanding players. They want everything, you know, they want everything and they don't want to make any, um, they only make any sacrifices as far as, well, you know, this player is super talented, but he may not be, have the best character. And it, it's just such a strange situation. And, you know, it, I don't want to sit here and say Deshaun Watson's, you know, innocent because all these people, I mean, these, these are real stories. These are women who, you know, have, have all these experiences and I don't want to sit here and, and dismiss all that. But at the end of the day, I mean, he has not been convicted or, um, you know, there's been no actual crime levied against him. There's, he hasn't been, there's been no civil case that has been solved. So until all that happens, it's all speculation, all of it, whether what he did, what he didn't do, you know, everything. So it just comes down to what are you comfortable with as a fan? Are you comfortable with him being on your team? And I'm not super, super comfortable with that. I, I mean, I'm definitely not, but you know, we can only control what we can control. And, you know, if the Eagles are going to go ahead and, and make this crazy move, then we just have to sit back and accept it and, and kind of just, you know, take it one day at a time. Yeah. So those people are saying if Deshaun Watson becomes an Eagle, I'm not going to be fan. I, that's just, I don't buy that. Yeah. There might be outrage if that trade ever goes down, but when he, I told you when he throws that first, um, that big play to Devonte Smith or whatever, they'll be jumping up and down. So just, Everything is very reactionary with this fan base, so I wouldn't take what them saying. Oh, I'm not going to be a fan if he if the Eagles trade for him. I wouldn't take that seriously at all because the Eagles they don't they don't care if you're, if if you and I are fans or not. They they just care about the product on the field and that the money that they get from the people buying their merchandise. That's all they care about. Sure, yeah, they care about having fans in the stands, but. They're only got Jeffrey Lurie and Harry Roseman, and they're only concerned about if the Eagles win games or not, and then the player that they select in the draft or free agency. So, honestly, they could care less. To be to be quite honest, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right because if, if they trade for Deshaun Watson today, they are not going to lose a single ticket sale. They're not going to lose a single dollar in revenue. If anything, they'll make more because Deshaun Watson is so polarizing. And you're going to have Texans fans who love Deshaun Watson that are going to become Eagles fans. I mean, that's going to happen. Um, so to me, you know, all these fans saying, oh, we're going to be up in arms and, and you know, I'll boycott. Me. You're not going to do shit. You're going to go to the team. You're going to go to the games. You're going to watch. You're going to watch the games. You're going to do it all. Um, it's just it's a lot of people. Like you said, it's reactionary. It's it's you know, you want to be you don't want to be seen as someone on Twitter that is OK with this type of thing. 
And I get that, man. And I, I'm like I said, I, I don't know how many times I can say I'm not okay with it either. I'm not I'm not okay with them trading for, you know, a guy with all these allegations and stuff like that. Like that type of stuff is it, just weird to me. And it's it's not something I think the Eagles would do, but it, they don't care what I think. They're like you said, they're worried about winning football games and making money. Trading for Deshaun Watson, that will that will improve chances at both of those more than it will, you know, how, how they're constructed right now. Um so I mean, Roseman does like to make the big splash moves. It's just we I don't know if we've really seen him be this interested in someone with so much controversy, with so much, you know, of, of this type of just toxic nature behind the whole situation. It's just it's a strange, strange time of the offseason. And uh, we talked about it a couple months ago, how the Eagles are always at the forefront of every offseason talk. And, you know, it, once again, here we are. And maybe <laughs> Maybe all of this is just smoke because Howie Roseman is such a sycophant. He just loves attention that he just needs to to have all this attention to him. So I don't know. It's possible that that's what's happening, <laughs> um, that, that he's just so, you know, wanting to be in, the, you know, same with Jeffrey Lurie, wanting to be in the, in the spotlight. But to me, I'm going to wait and see what happens. If they trade for him, listen, man, I'm going to be happy that they traded for a top five quarterback, uh, you know, or top 10, yeah. whatever you want to call him. I'll be happy about that. What he does off the field, the rest of that, that'll figure itself out, man. And I'm sorry, Ray Lewis killed a guy. No one cares. <laughs> I know he was never convicted, but Ray Lewis killed a guy. <laughs> so I just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know where this ends. I don't know, you know, where the, the Deshaun Watson stuff, I don't know how that ends. I don't know how, you know, what's going to solve it. And to me, it looks like there's not going to be any end in, in sight as far as, the rumors from the Eagles and Watson. Yeah, we'll leave the, you know, we'll leave the all this Deshaun Watson talk to the to the experts and to the Eagles front office. But let's talk about Jalen Hurts, another quarterback who's with the Philadelphia Eagles. And you know, you know, I haven't been following training camp that much because you know of the time difference. I'm on the West Coast, and Eagles usually have practice around like 10 a.m., so I'm not up by then. But mm-hmm. what I've been seeing is that I've seen been seeing some videos of you know Jalen Hurts throwing the deep ball well, but on like the short on the short routes he's like he's very inaccurate and you know there's been ups and downs with him and I just could like tying it all, all, this whole thing back up to Deshaun Watson could this them the Eagles front office what they're seeing at practice could this could that be leading them to trying to go get Deshaun Watson with Jim Hurts and his ups, ups and downs in training camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's, that's mostly what I've heard is, you know, he's, he's struggled with some of the, you know, shorter stuff and, and placement. Um, but with uh deep pass, he seems like having, he's got good touch on the ball, which I mean, that's pretty much what we saw last year. I mean, on those like that deep ball to Deshaun, the touch on that was beautiful. I mean, he, he threw a perfect ball and we, you know, we saw um, that, that ball to uh, Greg Ward, uh, against the Packers, another one. Great deep ball, you know, great touch. I think just floated. Um, but we also saw a lot of the short and intermediate stuff. Hurts would airmail people, man. He'd throw things way off target. And it seems to me that that is a recurring issue. And, you know, it's, it is just training camp, and there's only so much you can put into it. But, I mean, Wentz had a really bad training camp coming into 2020. And we obviously saw how his season um, played out. And obviously um, just a couple, uh, I think it was a few hours ago, or, or maybe it was yesterday, that, Sirianni was asked about naming a starter and how he doesn't want to do that yet and, and, and all that. And 
people can read into that as they want or not read into it at all. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of play in the middle. Um, like I usually do with these types of things. And for me, it's, it's not so much as he doesn't want to commit to Jalen hurts. It's, he doesn't know what the hell the Eagles are going to do. He, that, that's what that tells me. Um, because you know, if you say you're and you commit and say, yeah, Jalen hurts is our guy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, and then you go and trade for Sean Watson, the team's gonna be like, well, you just said, you know, there's obviously some sort of disconnect between you and the front office. So I think Sirianni is trying to really like stress that this is a group effort that, you know, everyone is working with everyone, you know, nothing, you know, nothing gets, nothing gets done without checking with each other. Um, and maybe hurts his struggles in camp. I'm sure, I'm sure how he's asking, Hey, how's Jalen looking? You know, do you think that he, he can, he can lead this team and, you know, who knows what Sirianni's telling him. So I think, I think how Jalen does in camp, how he performs is going to be huge in, in, in how, how he approaches the, the Watson situation and whether or not he wants to move forward with Jalen Hurts. Because, I mean, if, unless if Sirianni's not saying, hey, Jalen's looking amazing, Jalen's looking like, you know, he's going to take over. If he's not saying that type of stuff, how he's going to be like, well, you know, Deshaun Watson's crazy good, you know, I'll take the risk. So I just think that um, Jalen Hurts, I mean, this camp is huge for him. And people want to pretend that, you know, it's just like a um, foregone conclusion or this is all just, you know, going through the motions. It's not. If Jalen Hurts continues to struggle or, you know, doesn't doesn't really start to take those big steps forwards as far as like, you know, accuracy or just consistency in general, you know, th- these rumors will continue to swirl. And, you know, I'm, I'm not super worried about the, the Jalen Hurts stuff, you know, the struggles, because like I said, you know, it is training camp. Shit can people can look like shit in training camp and turn around in the regular season. So I think uh, once you see the preseason game start playing, you really get to see Hurts, you know, playing in somewhat live action not you know not obviously real live action but somewhat live action you'll start to get more of an idea um for me i'm still not sold on jalen hurts it's he's gonna have to show me before i start buying into buying into him being the franchise quarterback yeah i totally agree with you you know thank god that you know there's a preseason this year we'll we will be able to see him and in game action even though it might be only for a drive or two but yeah he I, I'm totally in the same boat with you. I'm not sold on Jalen Hurts. I haven't been sold on him. Um, I just think, you know, like, yeah, like you said, you know, he might not be blowing away Nick Sirianni. Like, Nick Sirianni might be thinking, like, he might be helping Jalen Hurts, like, trying to improve his accuracy. He even said J- Jalen Hurts needs to work on his footwork. That's really key to, when it comes to quarterback because, like, you're – the footing really helps you when you're throwing the ball. So the ball can be morally like you, you'll, you'll be able to hit the, the wide receiver. And there's, I heard there's like, I think every Jeffrey Lurie, Harry Roseman, Andy White, or Nick Sirianni all talked at, we all had an animated discussion after practice on Tuesday. So that could have been, you know, talking about Deshaun Watson and if, Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback, so it's it sucks that you know Jalen Hurts he might he might not be able to prove himself during the season, but at the same time he needs to play better, you know, and remove all this doubt from the uh, from the Eagles front office and the higher ups. Like you need to play better in training camp because training camp helps you is a launching pad into into the regular season. We saw last year that Wentz, he had a terrible training camp, and then he had a terrible 
regular season. So he just he just has to get better, and you know, Devontae Smith not being out there really hurts him because he's hurt and he's he's out for a couple of weeks with uh with I don't know what his injury is, but so that that knee injury, uh, some knee soreness, I think. Uh, MC, MCL sprain, actually, I think is what, what they're classifying it as. Yeah, and it's just like, it would be nice to have your number one receiver out there so he can help you. You know, they have that chemistry going all the way back to Alabama, so it'd be helpful for him to be out there, but he's not out there. And it's kind of like, it's like we're going through the same shit all over again after the Superboys. During training camp, during preseason, during the regular season, major key guys are getting injured, and it just it just sucks that that we're not we're not able to see the main guys contribute when they have to, when you know the team is trying to get that chemistry going, and then you have guys missing times and that chemistry is not there, and then we see early in the season where the team just sucks. Like it's been it's been like this for the past like four years, man. <laughs> I'm getting sick and tired of just seeing all these guys just go down and you have the Eagles saying, oh, it's minor. And then two days later, it's like, oh, no, he's going to miss two to three weeks. He might not even be re- ready for the regular season opener. So it's kind of like, what's happening? Yeah. And, you know, people are you know, trying to play you know, say it's not, not a huge deal, but man, I, I think it's a pretty huge deal. Um, the, these reps are important. These uh, early, early season reps and everything starts in, in the summer and you can't just not work with the team all summer. And then, you know, September rolls around or, or late August. And then you jump right in and you think, and you think that everything's going to be fine. That's just, that's just not how it works. And Devonta Smith is an outlier as far as, you know, athletic athletic ability and just and, and just straight up talent level but at the same time man you, you still gotta get those reps you gotta get the rapport with your quarterback you gotta you know get the get the intricacies of what you need to do as a route runner from from you know what the offense what the offense is asking for because i mean the routes he ran at, at alabama are, are going to be a lot different than what the routes that he's asked to run in the nfl you know the concepts are different the play i mean obviously he can study the playbook and all that um you know with, regardless of the injury but you know, actually, actually, you know, going out there and running the plays, I think is a lot different than just learning it mentally, you know, actually going out there and running with the offense, you know, like, yeah, you know, this plays, I go there, that's where he goes. I go, you know, Hertz is going to be looking here first. I feel like once you're out on the field, that's when that playbook really starts to sink into your mind. And then you can really, um, you get the, you get the live reps and you get to really drill that into your brain. And he's missing all this, all this time. I mean, this is important, important time for a rookie. And, it just sucks, man. It just sucks that this is what happens year after year after year. And, you know, it, it's not good that he's only, you know, was only a couple weeks or whatever it was into, into live camp and he's already got some issues. And, you know, there, there, there's been a lot made about his, his, how he could be frail in the NFL because of his size. And I, I don't want to say that this is, it's rearing its head already, but it could be, man, it could be, it could be something where, you know, maybe his body isn't quite, you know, up to, up to par yet. And maybe it'll take a couple years for him to really get that, you know, that grown man strength or, or what have you. Um, Cause I mean, he's still a really young guy and he's, he's still grown into his body. So for me, it's, it's worrisome. It, I mean, I, if I was a scale of one to 10, I'm at like a four right now. If this extends, if he misses any preseason time, that's going to go up to like a six or a seven. So 
I, I'm worried, man. I'm worried about that injury. I'm, I'm, I'm worried that it's going to, it's going to linger into the, into the regular season. Cause that those knee injuries, man, those sprains are, are tough to get rid of. And usually whenever you get a sprain like that, like, a, you know, in the knee or, or wherever it's, it's not going to go away without a lot of rest. And maybe it's a good thing it happened um, when it did. So he's not, you know, getting hit right now. He's not having to worry about, you know, playing the next, you know, game next week. Maybe that's, maybe it's good that it happened now, but also it could be something that just, that just lingers with them all year long and something that doesn't ever really clear up. So for me, I, I'm, I'm concerned and it just sucks that once again, we got a, we got a, a guy who's supposed to be a, a top contributor getting hurt. And, you know, he's not the only one, he's not the only one that's getting banged up. Um, Kerrigan went out with a hand injury. I don't know if he ever, if he's still limited or, or what the deal is with him, but, um, yeah, it's it's never good to get to get having these injuries, regardless of how major this early. Yeah, it's just it just sucks, you know. Um, you know the thing with Zacherts is that we don't know what's gonna happen with him. Is he gonna stay in the U.S. for the twenty twenty one season, or is he gonna be traded? And it looks like he's gonna stay. Like having mm-hmm. somebody like Zacherts is very crucial to help the. De- development of Jalen Hurts, and you know he's a he's a guy you can rely rely on on like third down or crucial points in the game. But mm-hmm. I just think he's you no know, Zacharis has lost a step. Like he's not he's been ne- he's never been known for breaking getting yards after catch or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Eagles aren't aren't you know maybe Dallas Goddard isn't you know like. He's not showing out in training camp practice or anything like that. So maybe they do want to keep Zacherts for for another year and then hopefully they can trade him and then let Dallas Scotter be, become the tight end number one. Yeah. Um, well, and Goddard failed his conditioning, which apparently was um, more of a technicality than anything. But um, still, it's not a good look. Um, and for me, man, Zacherts, I – I still, I still think he's good, man. I still think, I mean, he is getting older, but I mean, he's only 30. I mean, he's only 30 years old. And if you just look at what he did, I mean, what he has done since 2015, even 2014, pretty much since his rookie year, man, it's, it's crazy. And if, if, if Ertz comes out and, and, you know, he's healthy and he's motivated, it's going to be, I think he can be a top 10 tight end in this league still. And I don't think that's, that's crazy to say. I mean, cause I mean, it's just crazy. It's like, his, his, just his production level over the, you know, just the last two to three years is, is pretty incredible. Uh, you know, he's got about all, nearly 3000 yards receiving and nearly 300 catches in, you know, three years. Um, he's just obviously just under that mark, but I just think that for a rookie quarterback, I mean, I'm sorry for a young quarterback, not a rookie, uh, someone like Zach Ertz is huge, man. He's, he's got probably the best hands on the team. Um, he's, he's probably the most technical um, as far as like, not necessarily, I don't want to say most technical route runner because Devonta Smith might have him beat there um, and maybe even some of the other wide receivers. But just like his ability to to understand leverage, to to get open and, and to just present a, a target for the quarterback that is a pretty easy target to hit. I think that Zach Ertz is great at that. Um, and for me, he, I don't see why he can't have a, a similar career as to kind of what Jason Witten did towards the end of his career. You know, yeah. from, from like 30 on, Jason Witten wasn't a, a huge guy, you know, a huge numbers guy. But, you know, his last like five, six years of his career, he was like a 60 catch, 600 yard type type of guy. And I don't see why Zach Ertz can't be that, if not more. Because, I mean, 
Witten, Witten played until he was almost 40. And, and Ertz, I think, has a, a similar skill set, a similar way that he plays as Witten. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see if they if they do keep him on the roster. I think they do, um, just because of the the questions around Dallas Goddard and because they've got the cap room now. I mean, they do have they do have a 14 in in that space, which could be taken up with Deshaun Watson. Um, kind of touching back with that, but who knows what's going to happen there? But um, for me, I, I want I want Zach Ertz on this roster. I think. I think this is a better team with him on it. And um, I don't think there's really much of an argument to say that it's a, it's a better team without him. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Having somebody, a veteran presence in the tight end room will really help. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully he'll be able to improve on what he did last year. And, you know, because the contract situation really got to him last year, he wasn't. He wasn't one of those top tight ends in the NFL last year, so hopefully, you know he can, he can put that aside and you know just ball out with the Eagles and maybe force the Eagles to give him a contract or maybe he's able to be traded for a high round pick. So mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that. We'll come back to you guys hopefully next week and you know give our thoughts on trading camp and yeah. Fly Eagles Fly, follow me at Big Niche 20 and follow Aaron on Twitter at AMPolicy05. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.